Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Sasquatch, you're just fresh back from our European headquarters in Frankenfurt. The smell of sausage off you, how'd you get on? (laughs) It's full of big German sausage. Um, Yeah, no, Grant, Germany's Germany. Um, Fact. If you are going to fit some markets, though, I would recommend Cologne. That's all I'm saying. Oh, Um, controversial. That's all I'm saying. Controversial take, uh, and hopefully there's a few more in this episode. Oh, a I'm lot sure to get through this be. week. A lot to get through this week. We obviously, as per usual, have the week 13 recap, followed by five and goal. There's some juicy talking points this week. And then look ahead to week 14, which, willing to be corrected, I think it's the final round that's going to feature bye weeks. So a nightmare for the fantasy players out there. But anyway, we uh, we digress. Um, I suppose first things first, it's time for the week 13 recap. Week 13 recap. Yeah. So it would not be a week, any kind of a week recap. It didn't start with a little Sasquatch stat. So to kick us off, Pollard, first six weeks, 371 yards and two touchdowns. Last six weeks, 740 yards and eight touchdowns. If there's any fears remaining as to who the number one running back in is in Dallas, Quashed. he's surely putting them to bed. Quashed. Um, also had a bonus stat sent through by a salty Bears fan, and I'd like to say friend of the show, but I have fears that he may be the only friend of the show. Um, it's verging on harasser, stalker of the show. Yeah, it is. It, there may be a restraining order in place for, for season two. That's all I'm saying. Um, no, I, we're just jesting. Um, Sent in by Keith O'Neill. So, it's a, it's a screen grab of a tweet. Uh, and it's, it reads, Packers fans are experts at faux rejoicing and spewing rhetoric at Bears fans because they have to mask their underlying disappointment and insecurities of knowing that over three decades with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, they only have two Super Bowls to show for it. 
versus the Bears one in nineteen ninety five. So look, it's uh it's 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 salty times in Chicago. Um which I get. But it is also worth noting that Green Bay actually has four Super Bowls. Um obviously they have 2011, 1997, 1968, and 1967, which we think was Super Bowl 3. So, yeah, look, it is what it is. But George Hallis is a founding member of the NFL. So, full credit to the Bears fans. The Bears. Sorry, Keith. Sorry, Keith. <laughs> but I'll quickly run through, I suppose, the results from a, a thoroughly enjoyed Week 15. Um, it was good. To. Yeah, some good games in there. Mm. Kick, yeah. Kick things off. Uh, Buffalo overcame the Patriots 24 points to 10. Pittsburgh Steelers overcame the Falcons 19 points to 16. Baltimore sneaked home against Denver 10 points to 9. Green Bay obviously put the Bears to the sword 28 points to 19. He still owns you. The Detroit Lions were incredibly impressive against the Jags, coming out 40 points to 14 victors. In the Deshaun Watson return game, the Browns were victorious 27 points to 14. The Vikings labored to a victory against the Jets, to be fair, 27 points to 22. The only tie of the round, uh, those pesky commies and the Giants playing out a 20-20 draw after overtime. Philadelphia Eagles quashed uh, the the hearsay from the pundits um, as they overcame the Titans 35 points to 10. 49ers victorious against Miami, 33 points to 17. Seattle overcame the Rams, 27 points to 23. The Chiefs fell to the Bengals for a third successive time this year, 27 points to 24. The Raiders on a bit of a comeback surge overcame the Chargers, 27 points to 20. The Cowboys dismissed of the Colts um, in the early hours of Monday morning, 54 points to 19. And just last night, Another four-quarter comeback by Tom as they overcame the Saint, the Saints, seventeen points to sixteen, having oh. trailed by thirteen points in the fourth quarter. That was um, probably a, a pretty dominant game by the Saints for for three quarters. It was a good game in the end. I know you're no lover of Tommy touchdown, but those last five minutes. Look, mate, you you you've left your wife and a supermodel to <laughs> labour to victory against Andy Dalton. Um, yes. throw a, a touchdown with three seconds to go conjecture is important um, but yeah look that's the, the week 13 recap now to the crux of the show the meaty bits it's five and goal five and goal yeah, thank you Mihail um, Mihail you're doing the lord's work absolutely Um Rabbit on a lot, but I do think there's me first coming on to five and goal this week. That's right. Um, so kicking things off, San Francisco is eight and four with a real shot at the Super Bowl. Um, if they could get decent quarterback play, they'll now rely on Mister Irrelevant, uh, Brock Purdy, and Mister Journeyman Josh Johnson. Is it possible, or should we be chalking them off? way too early Craig um, look it's it's certainly early 
to make a call on on Brock Purdy. We've only seen him for well, three quarters of one game, and we often see um, a quarterback making their debut when there's no tape on them, kind of, you know, doing surprisingly well. Uh, you know, San Fran are sort of set up that you know that he has a lot of weapons around him, uh, a good O line and a great defense. That they they'll still likely have a playoff spot no matter who's the quarterback it's just you know how far would the quarterback take them and then something something to consider now Sasquatch here is um, just very recent news is that Carolina waived Baker Mayfield and a lot of people are uh, they're circling San Fran as a potential landing spot I don't think you'll get that far I think uh, San Fran are a bit down the priority on waivers and there's a few teams yeah. are probably ahead of them that'll if I was San Fran I think I'd just go with see what you have in Brock Purdy I don't yeah. think uh, Baker Mayfield is a you know a substantial upgrade he's he's not winning you a Super Bowl ultimately they're not they're not really a scary team anymore yeah um, look, I tend to agree I just think I think it. I think that this period is actually far more interesting from a, a narrative on Jimmy Garoppolo, because if Sam Purdy can come in and run a steady-ish ship and kind of maybe make an NFC Championship game, then I expect Jimmy G's value to plummet. So you kind of wonder would San Fran be best placed if Sam Purdy came in and, and kind of struggled, um, and then they moved to maybe they moved to. Josh Johnson, he was a bit of a dumpster fire as well. I just think it could it could get very interesting with four quarterbacks kind of currently in the locker room. San Fran are now two and zero when they make a change uh, to their starting quarterback in the first quarter. Yes, and look, that that's an impressive win against a, a, a high powered Miami offense. Obviously, the defense did it, did a number on them um, on the weekend. But yeah, I think timer is just about to go. Um, yeah, look, it's I'm not sensing. It is just too early to say. We don't know what Brock Purdy mm. is. Uh, Josh Johnson, like Geno Smith, he's not seen too much action. Will he? Will be as good as Geno? We'll have to wait and see. That's that's just it. Mm. I suppose going on to a uh, to talk talk about one of your your little pets in the league, and. Uh, um, just for the eagle-eyed listener, um, if you weren't convinced, I'm all in on Justin Fields. Look to the updated podcast cover, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Justin Fields, he could not will Chicago to victory, and Aaron Rodgers continues to own the Bears. Now eliminated, should the Bears ponder reducing playing time for Fields, given he missed last week with a shoulder injury? Do they want to bubble wrap him? Or are they taking advantage of just playing time to develop him? We've seen him take strides. What do you do? I I think I can see logic and I can see pros and cons for either scenario. I think if I was GM, I'm going to continue to play him for two reasons. One, in like it's 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 extra development. He's he's had a f he's been in a few games where he could have won it, and I think if you get him over that hump where he wins a game, 
I think you'll see the development increase drastically. But what I think is a bigger point for the Bears is you've invested heavily in like Chase Claypool. You need to work on that connection. Now is a brilliant time to work on it when the games effectively don't matter. But you also need to see who else you want to keep in the building because that is a franchise in rebuild. So why not see how... Like, I know defensively it's it's a, it's a bit of a mess, but offensively, like we've seen uh, Komet kind of work well at fields. Let's kind of see who else can we fill in the box that will hold on to them and who's not going to work at fields because for me, he is hands down their franchise quarterback. Like there is... There's no more bones about, I think, he is the man for the Bears moving forward. It's how they build around him now. Yeah, look, I agree with you. I kind of posed the question just, I suppose, maybe to go over the pros and cons. Um, I'd agree with you. Obviously, the pros to benching him is you keep him healthy for next year when, you know, you could play for a spot. But no, I think you're right. You don't, once you find your franchise quarterback and he looks like one, you don't sit him when there's games to be played. You know, the other thing is like realistically, there's three games left when they come back off the bye. He may get injured, but what's the chances of one of those injuries being a injury that's going to keep him out of week one next season? It's it. Yeah, well, touching wood and not looking to tempt fate. I would like to see him run less. I don't. You don't need to see him. You know really really relying on his legs we know he can do that he doesn't need you know the bears unfortunately were one of two teams eliminated from playoff contention this weekend we don't need to see him carry a team on his shoulders try and develop him as a passer um obviously a lot of that happens over the off season but just get him use this you know nfl game time experience you know to try and wet that stone or wet that blade and sharpen them up. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, in fact, yeah, I, I think we're both in agreement. I think so. Let him play. Let him, let him play. Let um, the young man play. Yeah. Speaking of franchise quarterbacks, the Bengals started zero and two, and looked due for a regression year. They're eight and two since, and they looked their best yesterday. Uh, that obviously being Sunday, um, in a goody win over the Chiefs. Is Joe Burrow the least respected MVP candidate in the league? I'm not having Josh Allen anymore. No, I think Josh Allen has... It's not out of the realms of possibility that he might put his way back into the conversation, but he'd have to have a hell of a last couple of weeks. Um, Joe Burrow, I think we we talk about something along these lines for Tua last week or the week before mm. but I think even just maybe it's week, not no <laughs> that didn't age well another one of our fine takes but Joey Burrow 3-0 versus the Chiefs in 2022 mm. um, that was obviously week 17 of last season which was in January of this year then the AFC championship game and then obviously Sunday just gone by he just continues to prove that there's something dangerous about that young fella. He is um there it it's it's an intangible though, isn't it? It's not a it is something very special about him. Well, very it's special. an intangible that while being intangible does translate to 
gaudy numbers passing to Jamar Chase and T Higgins when Jamar Chase isn't available. Um, he is he's a quarterback that's clearly respected as a leader. Um, he's very charismatic. You know, he says all the right things. He does all the right things on and off the field. Which, considering, I don't know if you've seen his post-match presser, but he looked a ringer for Macaulay Culkin playing Jeffrey Dahmer. There's only so many people who can pull that off. I do get Macaulay Culkin um, vibes off him. I think, um, I think Jamar Chase is the, you know, the man behind all his outfits as well. I don't think he has the the fashion. The fashion brain isn't him. I think he's got some some help in that department. I've seen footage of him in Ohio when he was fairly swaggy then, and that was okay. pre Jamar. I'm saying, I'm saying, only, I'm saying. Um, um, if it's a fashion MVP, he's certainly up there. Um, yeah, with uh, obviously Cam Newton's not in the league anymore. Kyler Murray. Looking like a Grandma Weasley. I think you're omitting grandma. the Kelsey brothers. <laughs> the Kelsey. <laughs> They've got free game swag. And I won't have slander. Just because you're a centre doesn't mean you can't be MVP in fashion sticks. Sure. Yeah, Joe Burrow, he's playing like a... He's put he's his way into that conversation, absolutely. Mm. If he keeps that pace up, Absolutely. He could take it. It's unlikely, but he's he's put himself within striking distance. Yeah, I suppose moving from a MVP candidate to someone who will never be in the discussion. No, another one-score win for Minnesota. Despite this, and the second-best record in the NFL. Um, where is mine and yours, Ross, Rocky and Sasquatch's confidence level with? Kirk with Kirby Cousins because I don't know about you what are they now uh, 11 and 2 no 10 and 2 11 10 and 2 yeah man there's a bunch of teams with lesser records than them that I would take over them will I take the two teams that have beaten this year ourselves and Dallas both of them uh, I would without question I it, with Jimmy G I probably would have taken San Fran over uh, Minnesota I'm still not saying I'm, I'm strongly against like I mean effectively there's there's a lot of ways for San Fran to win even without good quarterback play uh, incredible defense yeah straight off the top I, 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 I agree with you I think just with that the newly introduced question mark at the quarterback position in San mm. Fran now I would obviously give it you know tip the cap there to oh, like, the mini you'd back Minnesota but you wouldn't be shocked they lost no no I wouldn't um, particularly in the playoffs mm. when Kirk has to play bright lights yep bright lights um, you know even the likes of um, you know some of those lower tier teams you know Seattle um, Washington Tampa again I wouldn't be shocked no to see them upset Minnesota most of their games this year have been one-score games. If you think I'm crazy to say that some of those teams could beat Minnesota, well, then you haven't been watching them. They're they're pulling out these wins, and they obviously deserve, you know, the credit for that. But none of the wins particularly inspire confidence, unless you want to argue 
the win over Buffalo. For sure. Fantastic win. Yeah, but you look back on that and there's just some freaky, freaky plays. Like there's, of there's a number of freaky plays that are they happen once in the game you're talking about them. There's the there's a set there's the um Justin Jefferson catch. Otherworldly. There's the touchdown um right at the very end. Like the there's After just the Josh Allen fumble on the their own yeah, goal line. On their own goal line. Like nine ten times out of a hundred that's just the safety. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's that. 90, yeah. I, 90 times it's probably, it doesn't happen. Nine times it's a safety mm. and once he fumbles there for a, yeah. Mm. Um, I, I also just think, look, we, we have a volume of evidence with Kirk. Nothing's going to dissuade me. Um, that Evans will change as of yet. No. No. Um I think, like, if you if you look at some of the other contending teams, you know, Philadelphia just, you know, walloped, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, walloped Tennessee, the number three seed in the AFC. Um, okay, I know Dallas walloped two teams uh, lately in the Colts and um, and Minnesota just gone mm. by. They're, you know. Minnesota doesn't have a... It's all well and good to be getting a, a, a win each week. But not a single one of those wins really inspires you that this is a really good team. Mm. It, in fact, it, it just kind of reinforces the fact maybe this is a good team and every coin flip is going their way. Mm. Yeah, Which is I the law of averages that. considering a, a lot of coin flips didn't go their way last year. Yeah. Which is fair. Um... Yeah, look, probably. We'll leave Kirk there. We'll leave Kirk there just to think about what a, he's a done. A clean, a clean, a clean kind of quarterback to kind of a more darker looking quarterback. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, at a glance, the score looks fine for the Browns. A possible 27-14 road win against Houston, who look at the worst side in the league. You look closer and you'll find rust. Watson went 12 of 22 for 131 yards and one interception. Gotta bear in mind, I think it was the first offensive score happened in the third quarter. I think it was a field goal. What do we think of Watson's return? Let's focus purely on the field. Let's not ditch them, but let's park morals for the second chance. We're gonna park morals because we have um, we discussed that at the start of the season, um, and there's there's no point in going on about it. Look, it was not good. Um, as you say, it took a long time to score any points on offense. Um, throwing interceptions, you know, it was Nick Chubb who was really generating, you know, movement on the ground. It was special team uh, touchdown. It was a defensive uh, pick mm. six, I think it was, or a fumble recovery mm. for a, a touchdown. It's. It was a bad debut, but I'm mean, gonna get had to be expected. He hadn't played football in two years. Two years, yeah. So look, if we were to completely ignore all of the character and off the field stuff, I would have said this game doesn't particularly worry me because he hasn't played football in two years. If he played like this, you know, the last game of the season, I would have said, okay, now I'll be a little bit concerned. Week one of the next season, he better, you know. Be, be playing a higher level of football 
Um, I know it was against the Texans, and you you maybe would have wanted to see something, but look, it's I find it very difficult to to judge to judge them objectively here. Yeah, I suppose. Look, there's two things I'd say actually, and one is bringing the Mars back into it, but it just it's something I I, I feel I'm going to regret saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, <laughs> Strap in. So obviously there was ten women of no of notable um kind of history in attendance in this game. But the lawyer who represented them labelled them as ten accusers and not ten victims. And that to me is relevant. Um but moving on anyway, that was just a little tidbit I I found interesting in, okay. in, the, in the wording. Here's some Social commentary it, by Sasquatch. Uh, I think if they played the Lions, not the Lions, if they played another team who was the worst team in the division, I think he might have performed better. I think it was his former side. Yeah, it was look, in Houston. I just think there was so many extra additives to his first game back. Um, but we'll see. We'll judge him probably more harshly next week. Yeah, look, I think... Like I, there's very, I I don't see a an eventuality where he's totally cleared of blame. Uh, I certainly don't see. Well, anyway, I People think forgot about Ben. I think during People the big Ben fairly quick. Yeah, I think during the season the season we we judge him based on his performance, and then you know on during the off season we can say whatever we want. That's my opinion anyway. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, to it's funny you just mentioned the Lions. The Lions trounce the Jags. Does this result say more about Detroit or about Jacksonville? Are the Lions going to push for a playoff spot? Obviously, we saw and talked about last week Trevor Lawrence having a fantastic game. Mm. Um, not so this week, and I think I think one of the takes we had last week, and it might be one of our more measured ones is just we weren't convinced by that lone performance everybody was saying that's the game trevor lawrence builds off and he's going to be good from here on out and we said we want to see more and he couldn't he couldn't back it up um jared goff jared goff has had a good season the lions look to have turned it around perhaps since their bye and defensively they're not great but they're playing better Mm. um we saw DeAndre Swift have a, a good game for the first game in, in quite a few. You know, Sun God Amon Ross St. Brown is he's a, he's a good player. Uh, and then of course Jamal Williams, fantasy steal. Um I'm excited about the Lions going forward. I am. I think uh, I am. I am. Dan Campbell, yeah, yeah he was getting some flack early in the season, but you know, they always advertise this as a three year Lions rebuild and they're in year two, so I'm I'm hopeful for year three. Mm. Yeah, I think I think what did him dirty is did it did it kind of a similar end to last year, to what they're kind of going through right now. Then you had the uh, hard knocks kind of inflated expectation of a side, and then yeah, that probably put unfair. On, I think yeah, yeah. Trajectory on it. Um, I'm gonna go further back to. And I'm gonna be. This is not a humble brag, but I gave this out a few weeks ago, and I and I think it's 
it's it's true. I think Trevor Lawrence is probably who he's going to be right now. I think I would have turned around. He's a more athletic Matt Ryan. In that he can put together good games. I think as he further develops, he'll put together good patches. And maybe he'll put together good seasons. But he's probably never going to be a Super Bowl winner. And he's probably... Well, if he's a more athletic Matt Ryan, he's certainly then... You're admitting he's capable of getting to a Super Bowl. Getting and, and winning are two completely separate things. You can get to a Super Bowl if the AFC is weak one year. Which I don't think it's going to be for the foreseeable. But No, agreed, agreed. Like the year Matt Ryan made it to bowl, the NFC was weak. So mm. that would be my consensus. Look, that's yeah, I'd say I think he might have a bit of room to grow. Mm. But but like you, I'm I'm totally not sold on this whole idea, you know, when he was being drafted he was billed as this generational talent. I'm every so often you do see a flash of a really really nice play but mm. shit man you get that out of PJ Walker so I I'd have to see a lot more for me to to really elevate my opinion of, of Trevor Lawrence same um, look it's year one of, of Doug in in Jacksonville um, I'd almost look at this as a as the rookie season for Trevor Lawrence after last year. Potentially, potentially, not, qu- yeah. not quite, but you know, I. It's kind of, it's kind of his. It's year one point five. It's probably yeah, yeah. There's an two. asterisk beside his rookie season, um, yeah. so. The motto with this fair. podcast: Let's wait and see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the side that we probably should have waited and seen, but look, we can get to it now. The Raiders have stored the faith. Um, with a 27-20 win over the Chargers. That's the third straight win in the season. Many, including myself, wrote off just weeks ago. They have only one probable loss left on the schedule. It's Kansas, and for a bit of conjecture, they play the Rams this week, they play New England, they play the Steelers, they play the 49ers now, and I've kind of I've, I've, I've given them the chalk the win there because they're sans a quarterback. And then they play Kansas to round out the season. Could we be talking about playoff dark horses in Las Vegas? In well, you say that um, that uh, Kansas is a probable loss. They could be resting players too, as well. Kansas they could already will probably be resting players. They will. There's no. If if the Las Vegas are you know gunning for a playoff spot, it's not the di- division. It, you know they're not division winners. Kansas have that. Um, I think they have the tiebreaker over. The Chargers, so there are no other threats in that division. So I would expect Kansas to be resting starters on mm-hmm. the final week. Um, so I think the Raiders could absolutely win out. Um, I think they. I think they'll lose one of the Fortnite. Oh the yeah, look, it's what four games. Yeah, you know, it winning four games five. is just it's five. Five, um, I think. Look, it's difficult to win games, and it's very easy to lose. You know, one or two games here or there. Um, but I think they have played better than their record has indicated most of the season. Um, and Devontae Adams is still that guy. He still is. That guy. He is. He like he looks like the best wide receiver 
just not in the most ideal situation. Um, I think a lot of the flack has eased off Josh McDaniels. Um, I think a lot of the turbulence, it's hard to say. There's been a lot of reports of just um, discontent amongst players or just the, the locker room chemistry not meshing rather than it being, well, I, I personally think it, that comes down to the coaching a lot of the time. Um, yeah, I think as we get closer, maybe three weeks from the end of the season, we'll do our, you know, what we think are our predictions of what the playoff picture will look like. But um, I think they're absolutely on track they're in to, to steal a spot. Yeah, they're on, on the bubble. They're on the bubble. They out. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And um, they also look. Josh Jacobs has played lights out. Mm. And Darren Waller could be back this week. So, yeah, look. Be scary proposition. Like I said, they've played better than the record has indicated. Mm. They have Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. If they can get it together, it's a one two punch. Say what you want mm. about Derek Carr. Mm. Fair. I think right. the just Darren Waller. Yeah, we, I, I mentioned them earlier on Philly Thump, Tennessee. Sasquatch, what are the weaknesses of this Eagles team because they can run last week we saw them run for 300 plus yards against Green Bay um, Jalen Hurts ran for 150 yards uh, this week he had 380 passing yards versus the Titans uh, in week 2 versus Minnesota he had another beastly passing game against them he can this team can win any way you want them to so what's their weakness? Pray tell me. And I'm delighted to be asking you this question. Just the fact that I can ask this question. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Philadelphia's weakness. And is don't come at me with run have, defense. They don't have a weakness. I think. The best the kind problem, of weakness. I love it. The problem. The problem. Not Philadelphia has. But the reason. The respect is not matching with the record is down to a number of factors one they're good everywhere but they're probably not the best anywhere apart from maybe um which is pass protection with the o-line but again yeah. that's not a sexy pick so yeah um you also have a quarterback and and we're both big on Jalen, but he's yet to get his first playoff win and that's not a that's not a slight on anyone because once you get one, it's not an issue. But it's just that it will for forever be a talking point, a metric uh, that's used to kind of fuel the jets as such. Like I, I think we're strong everywhere. I think how he's been brilliant and and what he did with picking up pieces when he when he saw a weakness and. I've touched this before. Strong franchises are franchises that move quickly. And move How good is that AJ Brown trade looking? So good. It's, it's the great look, answer. Looking fantastic. Yeah, it's, a, it's obviously looking fantastic. Um, um, obviously, Burks got, took a big hit in that game, and he looks to be at least spending a bit of time in the concussion protocol. So that's obviously not nice to see. But um, yeah, Philadelphia made moves where they needed to. Pretty much all of them, 
have turned out pretty well, except maybe the trade for Robert Quinn. He hasn't done a huge amount. But everything else, uh, there a couple of weeks ago, you might have said their weakness was one defense. Then they picked mm. up Linval Joseph and Adamakon Sue and Jordan Davis is back this week. He didn't play much. But, um, Limit snaps. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Taylor and Derrick Henry they didn't do too much when they played them I know Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon had a bit of success um, mm. but I think the Eagles got up big then there and they were playing a bit soft to mitigate any sort of reasonable comeback so I think when Philly are humming and meshing they might be untouchable yeah I think I genuinely think we can soundly, and this is going to sound mad, uh, but I think we can soundly and coherently measure Philly after that Christmas Eve game against Dallas. Yeah. I think as as the, the picture of the league has developed and enveloped over time, I think that is the key fixture. It's not, obviously, a Cooper Rush-led Dallas Cowboys side. They are probably not regular season wise but in terms of general consensus they probably are the second best side currently in the NFC yeah I think so that will that will really be the litmus, litmus test for you know who sits atop the NFC um, I think just before we move on I do want to apologise to Jalen Hurts I know he he listens to our podcast whenever he gets the time um, but I think last week we said if he doesn't win the game versus Tennessee that he would be out of the MVP race he obviously took that personally uh, sorry Jalen yeah yeah sorry so, sorry Mr. Hurts <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> moving on um, we've been we've been we've been quite uh, quarterback centric I think this five and gold we've taken on the advisement and we'll try and be better next week for those fans not necessarily at the quarterback position. Just trying to say. Next um, week, no quarterback talk. <sighs> Impossible. Um, it's, a, it's an NFL podcast. Uh, I suppose the question I have, how high should the concern level be for Baltimore after Sunday's narrow win and Lamar Jackson's injury? Latest updates is it's a PCL injury. Um, so knee injury for your PCL, it's, it's, it's relatively better than the dreaded ACL. But it's one to three weeks. So worst case scenario, he's back for the last two games. If they don't go well for 
Baltimore and they go well for Cincy. Leland. Yeah. Well, they're going to go well for Cincy. Well, yeah. But they they could go well for Cleveland too. And Baltimore could be in yeah. serious yeah. bother. They could. Yeah, look, Tyler Huntley, kind of like if you squint your eyes, and this isn't a race comment, but if you squint your eyes, he plays like Lamar Jackson. I was going to say he, he looks wa- like Lamar wasn't, Jackson. Wasn't, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't, wasn't taken as a race comment until he said, until he said don't. This isn't a race comment. I only have to clarify uh, that for the American audience. Yeah, I, I I get it. He's just not as explosive. He's just he isn't. He he's, is. He's little. He's little Lamar Jackson. Yes, and I, that's L I D L, the German super chain store. I think the Americans have now started to get little and Aldi. Yeah, he's Walmart. Yeah, Walmart. He's Walmart Lamar Jackson. Yeah, um, he, he he can do a lot of stuff Lamar does. He just he's never going to do anything as Lamar does as well as Lamar does. No, but. Um, Lamar has struggled in recent weeks and that's a fair comment yeah man no it has um, or he has uh, he yeah. look he wasn't scoring on the Broncos Broncos a really good defense I I you know we've seen them slow down even good teams so uh, look it's it's just a, it's a big it's a shame for Lamar you know, it's mm. it's impossible to say how it's going to just even come to affect his contract and those negotiations mm-hmm. in the off season. It's hard to quantify what uh, impact this will have, particularly because, as you say, he has struggled and now he's going to miss a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit of an up and down season he's had. At the end of the day, he's Lamar Jackson. There's not another quarterback like him in the league. You know, elite runner, rocket arm. He's never had the weapons in terms of wide receivers around him. Um, I think Greg Roman, their OC, has been catching a lot of flack. He's been tied to the Stanford um, head coaching job. And there are reports that he has interest in that job. So they might be going in a different uh, philosophy for the offense going forward. Yeah, look, I think it's it's a really bad break for Lamar. Um, I like him a lot. Yeah, I suppose he seems to yeah, same, consistently same. be un- underrated. Huge fan, and I suppose look, just uh, last point on this. Apologies for talking about his performance and his money, and in the words of Outcast, sorry, Mr. Jackson. Sorry, Mr. Jackson. Sorry, Mrs. Jackson. I am for real. Anyway, move on. Anyway, move on. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a bit of an ad lib here. Um, this is what the original point was: the year of the NFC boost. A division so good, even when division rivals play, no one loses. What does the giant commanders tie mean for the NFC playoffs? Very difficult to work out. Um, in terms of what does it mean for the Giants? And the commanders themselves not looking at the um you know the other teams pushing for a playoff spot it doesn't actually change the odds too much it actually improves washington's odds very slightly or at least if you go by the predictions on the site i suppose 538 it's a good site 
I suppose the reason why that improves the odds is because the return fixture, the Commanders not only have a bye, but it, it, it's at home. So That's whoever right. wins that takes the, the head-to-head record, has a better chance of finishing NFC East in third, and then, given the strength of the division, has a better chance of making the playoffs. Look, I am. Um, I, I, I'll be honest. I was surprised by the the Giants and how they hung on. I did think that um, Washington would take this one. Um, I do expect the Commanders to win in two weeks' time. Uh, Carson Wentz hasn't played since Week Six. And still has more thrown more. Yep. I sorry that that's not really is no relevance here. I just thought I'd get a pop in at Russell Wilson. Um, and look, I think we'll park that there. It's it's such a, a classic NFC East. Bit of a different spin on it when the the, the con- or the division's so good this year. But I want you to tell me, <sighs> right? I'm going to give you a panel of names. Okay. Yep. Um, bear with me here. Preparation's key. All right. I want to tell you. I want you to tell me who you would vote for for the People's Choice Award for Game Changer of 2022. Okay. Chloe okay. Kim. I don't know who she is. LeBron James. Megan Rapinoe. Uh. Nathan Chen, Rafael Nadal, Serena Williams, Steph Curry, or Russell Wilson is up for nomination in Game Changer of the Year. I think that's just bullying now. I think think Game Changer of the Year, to go back to the point that was raised, is the most beloved fat man in Brooklyn since Biggie Smalls. (laughs) Brian Davo. I thought he was going to be on that list. Like he, that's even a poor. It's been a poor year for LeBron. I love love him to bits, but he's not really had a huge year this year. No. Um. Yeah. It's it's Brian Dayball. Throw the list out. Let's give it the big Brian. People's. You chance. heard it here first. Maybe um when uh. Um. Serena Williams wins. Brian Dayball will do a. Oh no! Who who will do it? Um. Daniel Jones will storm the stage like Kanye. Will he come running? And what he'll do is he'll come running from about a hundred yards out, yeah, yeah. and about five yards before he gets the stage, he trips and falls. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But look, that's uh, <laughs> that brings to an end five and goal. And what comes after five and goal, ladies, gents? You all know. It's the week fourteen previews. Week fourteen preview. No. So it's, it's actually myself first. And I'd say people are sick of me going first this week. But look, here it is. Kicking off on Thursday Night Football. We talked about them at nauseum. It's the Raiders, six-point favourites against the Rams. Amazon really got a raw deal, didn't they? Don't, don't they what? Um, but look, it's uh, not a lot to say for for the Rams. They're a mess. They've lost their quarterback. Two most season wide receivers. Defensive line is a mess. And then obviously uh, Aaron Donald is kind of could be fit, could not be fit. Uh, so now their the defense is starting to ail. Um, I'm backing the Red Hot Raiders. Um, yeah, uh, I'd say six point spread. I'd, I'd, I'd push them out to seven. I'd back them to cover that spread. So, yeah. 
yeah I can't there's nothing else for me to add I'd, I'd agree with you and add that spread too next okay. game on the slate uh, Philly go to New York Philly are 7 point favourites uh, and I know we talked about how you know if they do have a weakness it's it's not a big a big weakness per se it's um, 7 points is a lot it's a, it's a division game say what you want about you know teams cross conference or interdivision interdivision games are tough to predict they can be very weird I I still think Philly should roll in this game they should the Giants are banged up Philadelphia are relatively healthy um, Dallas Goddard is on IOR he won't be eligible to come back until next week Avante Maddox their slot corner uh, should be, be well is at least eligible to, to return this week no other big big injuries so Philly should should win here and yeah, should I, I think I think like park spreads for a minute I think I, you have to kind of just kind of I know they lost the commanders kind of and look it was a, a, a blip but I think you kind of have to back at this point in the season very little evidence to go against the favourites as, and I mean favourites I mean is in the top tier teams there's very little evidence to go against Kansas to go against Cincy yeah. probably go against Miami and I'd put Philly in that kind of bracket as well um, you kind of back them until they prove you otherwise the only game for me that where they might be favourites and you might not uh, favour them is probably that Cowboys game yeah Christmas Eve look I, I know a couple of weeks ago they played the Commanders and then played the Colts and they were probably similar spreads probably like 5 and <coughs> between 5 and 7 teams that obviously failed to cover in both of those games I think they went through a weird stretch there um, maybe they, they're maybe. just coming off a good stretch against the Packers and the Titans so we'll have to see but I, I'm taking Philly here uh, keeping it uh, divisional uh, next up, I'm, and I'm going to play the logic used in the start about division games. I kind of think this might be a bit dangerous. Uh, the Jets face off against the Bills, obviously in Buffalo. And the Bills open the doors at nine-point favourites. I know it's Mike White, but I think offensively they're a lot more... I wouldn't say they're better, but I, I think they're scrappier. Isn't they'll, they'll keep fighting um, under Mike White than they are under Zach Wilson. And look, obviously they they've lost. What well, for me was a surefire, um, f one of the favorites for rookie of the year in uh, Brees Hall. But I don't know how I fancy Josh Allen against that defense. So I think the Bills will win, but I don't think I back them to cover a nine point spread. I think this game could be closer than than it's billed. Yeah, I think Buffalo are back to the number one seed in the AFC. But, you know, Josh Allen, he hasn't looked like Josh Allen. Um, I do, I still think they are, you know, categorically the superior team. Mm. But, like I said, yeah, I, Philly, going very back, very quickly back to Philly. Philly, if they weren't in the same division as the Giants, you would say, yeah, Philly absolutely every day, all day, every day. It's a divisional game, so that gives me bit of trepidation and the same the same here the the bills are absolutely categorically the better team um but i think a divisional game and plus the point spread of nine i'm gonna have to go with the jets here 
Mm. You know, the defense is good. Like that's a fact, a cold hard fact. Right. So that's what Tell I'm taking. Rock. I don't love it, Tell but him. I'm gonna go down. Tell him rock. Uh, next game, Houston. I don't know why I said Houston. Uh, Cleveland goes to Cincinnati. It's the Ohio Bowl. Is this the, the second part of the Ohio Bowl? Did we have that in earlier in the season? Cleveland in Cincinnati? I think so. Anyway, yeah, I think so. Deshaun Watson, he gets his second game, and it's a toughie. Um, the Bengals are six-point favorites at home. To me, that looks a little narrow that spread i i fancy mm. cincinnati here i think they've been yeah. playing like a juggernaut and i don't expect to sean watson to be shaking off rust for you know a few weeks yet yeah if if, if the game line opened with the Bengals at a similar spread to the bills i'd be like that makes a bit more sense mm. so if you get a six point spread i'd take it Um, moving on, the Lone Star State Derby. Uh, Texans make the trip to Dallas. Uh, the Cowboys open up as seventeen-point favorites, and this, ladies and gentlemen, is my upset of the week. Now I'm joking. Um, uh, Dallas are really gonna. They're gonna beat the brakes off them here. Um, their offense is scoring, their defense is scoring, and it's. I just. Normally we, we talk about how plucky the Texans are, but I think plucky ain't going to do you no favors here. Uh, they haven't been so. plucky for a while. Mm-hmm. I think um, they're plucky against Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like I came away from the Dallas Indy game. What was the final score? Like, I don't know, seventeen fifty three or something like that. 52 I think 50, I wasn't 54 I didn't come away from the game thinking whoa these these guys are really good I get like half you know with the fourth quarter it was a two or three point game and Indianapolis imploded you know Matt Ryan what, the Cowboys yeah. have that though no the I Cowboys are do. putting pressure on you both sides of the ball that's fine and that's all well and good to cause a meltdown you know, from Indianapolis, who have had a very underwhelming season. If they did that to a, a higher tier team, I would absolutely, you know, draw some, you know, solid conclusions. For me, it's like Minnesota. But that's, I came away from that game impressed, absolutely. But for this just to happen as a, a meltdown in the fourth quarter against a, a lower tier team, I'm not denying Dallas are a good team. They're a great team. I don't want to play them. I'm hoping somebody knocks them off in the playoffs before Philly have to go near them. That's how scared I am of them. Mm. 17 points is a lot of points. But damn do the uh, Dallas Cowboys love to put up gaudy stats and points. So I... I... That's a lot of fucking points though, man. Ah, give me Dallas Mm. plus 17. There's nothing Dallas do better than stat padding in the fourth quarter. Yes. Yes. Um, Minnesota and Kirk Cousins. I hope he doesn't listen to this week's episode. He won't be too happy with us. But he's traveling to Detroit. Um, and they 
you have to fact check me here because I have Detroit as two and a half point favorites at home. I have them as one point favorites. That's wild to me. I we expressed not a great deal of confidence in Minnesota, but I don't know how they are underdogs here. I'm going to take Minnesota Be- plus two points. I think. I think. I think Jameson Williams is finally expected to make his debut. I think that the the noise with the Lions is the fact they've been very very impressive offensively of late. They're at home, and they're a dark horse now to make the NFC playoffs. So every game is a must win for them. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Vikings will win. I think it'll be close. I think they win by about three points, and I think mathematically that also means that they will clinch the NFC North for victory here I see I think so we're both taking Minnesota plus points though that's that seems crazy to me you put marginal points well yeah you've got plus one point I've got plus two and a half I'm slamming plus two and a half okay slam it funny there was a segment funny there was a segment Uh, that's (laughs) segment that segment (laughs) <laughs> Mihail. <laughs> um yeah look let's, let's keep it divisional um look we talked about them in five and gold but ravens and steelers uh, steelers open up as three point favorites i think obviously this is down to lamar obviously being out it's tyler huntley mm. kenny pickett is, has has slowly improved as the season went on and, and look i think he's he, he could be he probably is their franchise quarterback for the foreseeable um, I don't know if he's an out-and-out franchise quarterback, but he's he's their starter for the foreseeable. Paul Mitch, imagine, imagine some intelligent people thought he was going to be a steal for free agent of the season. Uh, anyway, um, I think to to cut this short, Steelers three point favorites. I think, I think Kenny Pickett is going to struggle against that pass rush and secondary of the of the Ravens. And I think the Ravens are going to win. 20 points to 17 my pick there's a score for you 20 points to 17 we don't usually predict scores so that's quite brave of you quite yeah. brave. I'm, I have to say you inspire me the the irony of all this is even if that comes true I'll have forgotten it by next year <laughs> yes, yeah. we need to we need to maybe just keep track of some of our predictions but uh, funnily you say uh, 2017 because that's what the total that my bookie has it is is thirty seven points. So, you know the big brains are in agreement with you. Uh, yeah, I would take um, Baltimore plus the points. It's a Fair. it's a divisional game. It's spooky, scary. Yeah, I don't feel good about it. Um, Trevor Lawrence looks to rebound in Tennessee versus Ryan Tannehill, who looks to rebound. Um, the Titans are three and a half point favorites. I think last week, obviously against Philadelphia, I think that's that's since week two they were beaten by the Bills. After week two, they really did turn it around and they started playing good football. Last week, I would consider, and again, I'm not trying to homer on about Philly, but I think that's their worst loss of the season. Um, you know, take out last week, 
or the week just gone by. There has, there has though, it is worth noting, there hasn't a bit of a downward trend in Derek Henry. I think the last four games, he's rushed, not even sub 100, I think sub 90 yards. Well, Mullins be correct on that. If you want to look at a bit of a downturn. If, if you like your advanced metrics, the run blocking for Tennessee has been terrible. 80 odd percent of Derek Henry's yards has come after contact. So a lot of his mm. production is, you know, based purely on the fact that he's a monster. He's not getting too Free much help from his O line. Um, mm. It's hard, look, it's it's hard to predict. I don't think the Jags aren't getting as, as good a pass rush as they want off, you know, uh, Josh Allen and Caleb on Chason, uh, and Trayvon Walker. Uh, I'm go. I am going to take. Tennessee minus three and a half points here. I think Vrabel gets them back on track. That is a bad mm. loss for the Titans. That is a big blip on the radar. I think Vrabel gets them back on track here. I know Burks will probably yeah. won't be playing, and that hurts them. Um, but I, I trust. Think, I think Vrabel. they'll be okay. I. Yeah, I think they'll be okay. They'll be. Um, moving on. Look, I'm not going to insult the intelligence of the listenership. Chiefs at Broncos. Chiefs in the back of a loss. They open up nine-point favourites. I'm not going to try and I conjecture. Um, all I'm going to say is, here's an interesting stat for you, and then we'll move on. Paddy Mahomes is 9-0 versus the Broncos in his career, but his first ever start was filling in for Alex Smith against Denver. So there's a little, little interesting tidbit for you. Chiefs win, cover the spread. That's it for me. What did you say the spread was? Nine? Uh, yeah, nine. Yeah, give me that Give me that spread. I think uh, Denver defense, I know we, we talked about the divisional games being weird. We know Denver has a good defense. I think Travis Kelsey fumbled the game They're away there. Patty Mahomes. I think, I think Travis is going to come out like a ball in this game. I think he's going to dominate. Divisional games are not tricky when you're Patty Mahomes. This this is a good little um, a little trend. It's sort of like the Madden curse. Whenever a quarterback appears on the new heights, we don't generally like to talk about the competition. Um, but I'm gonna have to give a shout they, out. They to might Jason. return the favor. I'm gonna give a shout out to the Kelsey Bros. Fantastic podcast. Um, but when a quarterback appears on their podcast, they lose the week after. Jalen Hurts appeared, lost at Washington the week after, and. Patrick Mahomes appeared and last week and obviously lost against the Bengals. So everybody just watch out for your favorite quarterback appearing on that podcast. It ain't good news. Yeah, um, and that's true. And I take it all on board, but I how do I put this eloquently? I don't believe that uh, Russell Wilson has been on it nine times this season. <laughs> so, yeah. take that what you will. No. Touche. Yeah. Touche. Um, the now Baker Mayfield-less Panthers travel to Seattle. Seattle are three and a half point favourites. They fell out of favour as of late. Geno Smith not being able to overcome their not so good defense. Um, I 
think we'll probably see Sam Darnold starting this game. Mm. I'm going to just have to. I think Seahawks. Do does do you think Seattle now smells like blood in the water? Now they they really think right. Jimmy G is is gone down. We can really really push for this division now. I think so. Um, I think a tidbit and what's going to be a huge kind of fast in, in the success of Seattle is this is Kenneth Walker's health. So may not be. I don't I think he's trending towards being out. So fancy footballers out there, pick up DJ Dallas. Because I think regardless, Seattle are going to run the goddamn football. Shout out I, to Tariq Woolen for getting his sixth interception on the season as a rookie. Good on you. I think he could have seven. I think he could have seven this week. Um, Good on you. Good on you, Tariq. Good gossip. Yeah, I, I'll back the Seahawks, especially that spread. Um, that was it. Moving on. Uh, very interesting. Uh, Buccaneers at 49ers. I suppose the, 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 the storyline leading into this game could have been Jimmy G versus his old friend, the GOAT. But uh, it's not. I, I This game is going to be a bludgeon. I think it's too... Good defense. It's a great defense and a good defense. Mm. There's a very inexperienced quarterback playing off against a good defense. There's the greatest quarterback of all time playing off against a great defense. But that great quarterback is currently 500, I think. He is 500. Is he still? Is he yes, still he's just moved to 500, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a must win for Tampa. But I... I, I, I'll back the 49ers and I'll back them to cover the spread. It's yeah. a must win not because of the opportunity of playing the 49ers sans a, a, a recognized starting quarterback. Like that That's a game you you would kind of almost written off and a window's just open where you can get another win. So it's a must win. Look, I think... I think they're fairly locked into winning the division. I do agree with you in that it's must win. They don't want to be the number four seed. Because if they're the number four seed, they will play Dallas in the first round of the playoffs. And mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to play Dallas in the first round of the playoffs. They're going to look to move up to the three seed. And if they beat San Fran here, they go a long way to doing it. Mm. Um, you, you know, you beat San Fran here, you move to the three seed, you know, you could be playing... Um, you know the commanders or or New York, whichever those teams make it. Mm. You know potentially um, uh, Seattle, and you you fancy your chances far more against a team of that ilk than you do mm. against the Cowboys. So I agree with you. I on paper it's not really a a must must win, but it does go. I think it goes a long way to extending their potential playoff run. Um, um, then we have the Dolphins traveling to 
the Chargers in SoFi Stadium on Sunday Night Football. Um, Chargers obviously a very disappointing team. The Dolphins having a disappointing week. You thought they might be able to come back a little bit against San Fran after um, Jimmy G went down. I think two is MVP odds took a bit of a hit there. Um, not being able so to too. muster anything. Um, Especially in how the game opened. <laughs> First play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have the Dolphins as three-point road favourites. Uh, look, I'm going to trust that last week was actually the blip, the aberration mm. to the Dolphins. They mm. have generally been able to put points on the board. Uh, you know, the Chargers' defense has been hurting. It's not been it's good. Been a mess. Um, it's been a mess. Let's call it what it is. They've been a mess, the Chargers. They've been. Told, told in the previews, if you can pick a side that's going to guarantee to let you down, it's always going to be the Chargers. So Go Bolts. Give me uh, three points here. Miami Dolphins yeah. minus the three. Yeah. And to round things out, before I get there, congratulations, Bears, Packers, Colts, Saints, Falcons, and Commanders. You have got the best possible buy in season. Um, I have to say, um, I'm, a disa- I'm a bit disappointed the, the, the Saints aren't playing this week because I'm getting immense satisfaction from them losing every week and watching that uh, first round pick the Eagles have. I jest, Saints fans. I jest. I, I I don't enjoy your misery. I swear. Yeah. So Monday night football. Maybe it's not a Thursday night football thing. Maybe it's just a prime time slot. We've we've had some poor prime time games. Yeah. But uh, Patriots open up uh, as road favorites of a point at the Cardinals, um, which uh, I just think like that's madness because say what you want about how the season has gone for Arizona, they still have quarterback. Murray with dual threat wide receiver options in DeAndre Hopkins and Matthew Brown. I think they're a matchup problem for any defense. This is a good Patriots defense. It's not a great Patriots defense. Um, and I just think th- the discussion from Mac Jones about kind of the play calling and stuff like that, it's it's archaic offensive play calling from Bill. It's not a strength. It never has been. And well, I think Patricia it's, on top. It's, yeah, Patricia doing a lot of that calling and they, they've no intent to change the direction they're going so no I would I don't think it's going to be high scoring Um, I don't think it'll be a huge difference in the game I think it, it could be one score right away Um, is, what, is how I feel but I would back the Cardinals just it's an offensive league and I think offensive there's better offensive options yeah look they're, they're coming off the bye the Cardinals are um, true I know they had a week off there instead of doing any sort of team building, you know, courtesy of Cliff Kingsbury. He's clearly a, an inspiring leader, is Cliff. Um, he really rallied those guys around him, so I expect them to come back here strong and I, uh, pull out a win here. I would accuse you of being cantankerous, but I'll, uh, I'll let it slide. I dare you, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that, I suppose, concludes the very short week 14 previews given the number of sides on by um, yeah I suppose it's been relatively short it's still the hour and 10 minute mark yeah. but uh, that is all from me and that's all from me Sloan thank you August Ehoi.
They have to go deep into the end zone. We better put some people in the end zone, right, Joe? That's exactly right. I mean, Get there's nobody there. inside the 10. Get back, guys. Here it is. The season's on the line. Two receivers left and right. McCown takes the snap. He steps up. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! No! No! The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced. From the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support, the new Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Superbeats Heart Chews Advance are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL.